With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Dollars a month and it or no. Yeah, two hundred something dollars a month. So you may not get a big home unless you decide that you're going to do one of those metal barn homes because they will pay for you to build it. And if you do, I would love to help you design it because I love that stuff. Anyway, you can get a lot of home in one of those little bitty things, you know, insulate it, take time later on that freaking whatchamacallit, Section 8, pay your fucking mortgage payment, and you pay some Samoan or not, no. Is that what they call fucking, what do they call fucking, uh, Alaskan, Indian, I forget. Anyway, you pay one of them to come and put, you know, some wood on the outside of it, help insulate a little bit by the natives. There we go, that'll work. You know, it can be done. It's just going to take a little bit of time, okay? First priority, four walls and plumbing and some damn great heating for fucking Alaska, all right? Free up enough of your money so you're not spending more than you need on fucking rent, but you have a home, even if it is a small, tiny cabin to start off with. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Who in the hell is this crazy fucking yep, bitch? That's a that's a cool idea. I'm in the small tiny cabin now. Um literally it's ten foot wide by fourteen foot long. I've lived in it for three years now. Um <clears throat> in the winters, like now, <laughs> fucking freeze your nuts off. I mean, the way the heat works, it all goes to the ceiling. There's a ceiling fan because it's a shitty little heater. But if I turn the ceiling fan on, it blows it down, but it makes it too cold, so you lose all the effect of the heat. So you're fucking shivering all the time. The floor, it's just, it's just not enough heat, so the floor is fucking freezing. Your feet are always numb unless you wear shoes 24-7. It sucks ass. But I get the idea of all that. Here's the thing. Been in Alaska since 1990, 20-some-odd years, and really done with it. This last election, a lot of things have gone on for me in this last year, and, and this last election was a big deal for me because we've had this jackass uh, incumbent Republican congressman 43 years. He's been Alaska's only congressman, and he's been caught in so many scams and frauds and bullshit, and they reelected him again. 83 years old, he's, he's going back in to be our congressman, and... Uh, I said, that's it. That was that was my whole thing on the election. I didn't care about any of the rest of it. If that fucker gets elected again, I'm leaving. And he got elected, so I'm leaving. I don't know where I'm going yet. I haven't figured it out that far. And we'll see if there's some spirit that guides me or life just happens. I don't know. I'm looking at a couple of different things. I've been looking at a boat, a big fucking 65-foot boat. I don't know. i got a lot of different things floating in my head. Um, but the whole thing, I'm familiar vaguely with that program you're talking about, and I have some, some paperwork on it somewhere or another. And if you've got more specifics, I'd love to get them. Um, but my concern is I've already pretty much decided I want the hell out of Alaska. So that's kind of the holdback. I want to get somewhere else before I try to do that. And in fairness, I think Lyon said something like the, the math on it worked out to like a $75,000 home. 
you ain't getting a $75,000 room in Alaska. Oh, hell no. I mean, you could get some gray tape and blue tarps and maybe. Go ahead there, uh, Cassidy. Okay, since she's not going to go. $75,000 home. I've lived all over the country, and the only place I found that you can still find a home for under 100000 is North Dakota and South Dakota. And you're going to end up freezing your fucking ass off there, too. Yep. Well, I don't know where the fuck you're looking at, then, because... I was looking at a, let's see, it was $68,000 home. Uh, I think it was around 1,800 square feet, three bedroom, two bath, brand new remodeled kitchen. It's an antique home, so it's got the big high 12-foot ceilings. It's actually got hardwood on the ceilings, hardwood on the floors, new bathroom updates in Columbus, Mississippi, and that's the ones at the top of the value. I mean, you can even go to HUD Home Store and find brand new homes that HUD backed and they are selling below value to people for like thirty, forty thousand dollars and it's a very nice home. Some of them might need a little bit of work in the future. And I when I say a little bit of work, I'm saying like you might have a home that the cabinets need to be refaced. Okay, because they've got, I don't know, old painted cabinets. But you know what? All you have to do is paint the cabinet doors, a nice neutral color, put on some new hardware, or you can go all out and get some new cabinets. Or, you know, just replace the doors, whatever. Stuff that's simple that can be done over time. Nothing big. I mean, hell, I can find a house in North Carolina for under 75000 No, you can move other places in South Dakota. You'll find a lot of them in Louisiana. You'll find a lot of them in, like, places like Ocean Springs, Mississippi. In Florida, you can find some, not many, because Florida is very expensive. Um, California, not many unless you want to dump, but it is done. Now, Thomas, I will tell you, for the program, you have to have a minimum. Well, this is how the guy described it to me. If you have a 620, you will not be denied. He has never known a person with a score of 620 FICO score to ever be denied. So you might have to work on your credit for that. If that is a problem for you and working on it is not an option, even if it would be just, you know, paying, I don't know, 40 bucks a month next month, you know, or to get you a better heater for your floor or something, <laughs> you know, whatever. There's another program. Your score is a 990. It doesn't go that high. Shut up, Thomas. Anyway, listen. There is an option. Um, uh, it's a first-time homeowner's loan, and I will have to ask the person that told me about it again. But if it, it is an FHA loan, which is an option that you can have a 570 on your credit, which isn't very high, still get a home, but you have to pay 3% down. So, um, 
and then you can refinance it later if need be for better. I don't know. I do know if you get an FHA home at the 3% down, you also do get better insurance because it is an FHA-backed home. So, I mean, uh, but just honestly, I don't expect you to tell me your credit score, but uh, there are a few catches to that program. Uh, like, you can't live in a town. I think this population has to be under 40,000 people, which is really actually a nice-sized town. Um, it's not a metropolis, but it's a nice-sized town. Um, so, you know, it just, yeah, and you could use your VA loan. Um, I think you could probably use your GI bill to go towards that 3%, and it'll help. Um but, I mean, you know, whatever, float your boat, look into it, talk to uh, someone. Uh, I don't know. If the Mormons are so happy to help you out, like I said, be careful because they are seriously masochistic males that follow Joseph Smith, not Jesus. Nonetheless, they might have a financial manager. I mean, milk that motherfucking cow, okay, because they are all about getting buddy-buddy to you, and this is their belief. My mother is a Mormon. It does not matter if a person converts, they are to help everyone in need. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if they're going to help you, you do not punch or kick or look a gift horse in its mouth. You just accept it and deal with it and move on. So go that route. Look into it. And definitely get yourself a motherfucking heater. Shit, man. You know what you need? I've seen one on eBay not that long ago. It's like $10. You can order it from China. It'll take two months. So it'll be really fucking cold by the time it comes in in Alaska. But it's a little bitty foot heater. It's big enough for you to stick both of your feet in, and it plugs into a USB cord of your computer. All right? You need to look into that, too. I don't know if you've ever lived where it's cold, but that little bit of heater ain't going to do shit. Seriously. No, it's not going to do a whole lot, but for somebody with financial planning, I would assume that having his toes warm so they're not falling off from frostbite and he can no longer walk at all is a start. You know, if you can afford more than that, by all means, go for it, man. But, you know, if you got to take baby steps, take baby steps. Ten second rule. Why, why are you guys sitting there? Do I need to refresh three hands up? My goodness. Um, you need to suggest a solar panel, too, Kendra, because uh, if he's plugging it into his computer, it's still into a wall outlet getting electricity. So USB to a solar panel, that's free, baby. And uh, what else? Uh, you could get a small heater if you're going to do that and just plug it into the wall. You're going to get a USB that you stick in your computer. So it's really not any, you're not saving anything there. Anyway, that's me uh, yammering, yammering. That's on my
Okay. A little bit more than a little bit less than ten seconds. But since you mentioned solar panel, I will add in that that rural housing single family direct does pay to connect you to utilities. So, um, I mean, you know, central heat and air is always a possibility, but you can get a windmill kit for under thirty thousand dollars, or was it three thousand dollars? I don't know. It was really it was. It was a three, either three or 30. It was two years ago as I looked at it. But you can get one and hook it up, okay, to provide you with what you need if you are unable, you know, if you're like in your really rural, rural fucking place, go ahead and do that shit, and then you can sell the excess from that motherfucking thing that was paid for by the government to the localist fucking electric company that is willing to get it. All right? <laughs> That's another option for you to look into. But, yeah, definitely look into it, man. I don't know what you guys are doing with the just sitting around thingy. But, um, okay, so let's throw this out into the real what it is. So I'm, I've lost a $1.2 million home, uh, 10 acres, backing up to a 10,000-acre uh, moose range and built everything on the place from the ground up myself. I mean, I had people that, you know, came in and worked with me, but my, my design, my plan, my everything, owned it outright, lost it. Long, long story. A lot of shit I lost. Oh, man. what, a, what a, yeah, Either way, stuff doesn't make the person right. Um, so this place I'm living in now, it's, you know, I hear you, but heat's included, right? It's The utilities are included. The last winter, it was so fucking cold, I plugged in a couple of those heaters. The guy freaked out on me. He was every day beating on my door, wanting to do an inspection. You have one of those electric heaters? The bill's really, really high. It's fucking ridiculous, right? So it's like, dude, just put the utilities in my name. I'll switch them in my name and pay whatever. And he just was a real dick about it. So fuck it, right? Um, so he, he's got a big issue with me running heat. And it's like a little young punk kid. I just want to snap that fucker's head off. But I've had to bite my tongue, play it all out, and do it in court, do it the right way. And he's gotten his ass kicked horribly. Um so you're kind of just going after him. I'm going to just destroy his whole little world. He's just not has any idea what's going on. But um, there's there's a method to my madness of everything I'm doing, and there's reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I'm not saying I'm a thousand percent right in everything, but I'm doing what works the best for me at this particular moment. Um, so you know, a little heater like that, I don't know that it's going to really work. And I might stay in Alaska if I find the right place and I find uh, you know something viable. I mean, I could buy a piece of land, and I physically, I don't know. I could probably do a little bit of stuff, but just sorting through these boxes is fucking me up. I just can't do this stuff anymore, which is a killer to me because I've always built houses, run bulldozers, excavators, all this shit, computer programming. I'm, I'm very good at computer programming, but like you guys see me on here. I'm good for about 20 or 30 minutes. And then you'll notice I fade off and go quiet for a while. I've got to lay back or roll over on my side. I can't stay in one position for a long time. I'm not whining, but I'm just saying it sucks dick. I'm, I'm becoming accustomed to it, but, it's like, damn, it's, it's, it's very slow to, to train my mind how to work with all these new limitations. It's been three years now, and I haven't gotten it right. Uh, and it's like thinking about driving out of Alaska. It's like, wow, can I really... You know, it's like twenty five, twenty eight hundred dollars or twenty eight hundred miles to to get from Alaska down to the border of the U.S. Can I really physically do that kind of a drive anymore? I don't know. So a lot of this is I'm just kind of feeling my way along and trying to figure out what's the best and and how it can work out. Um, 
And the Mormon thing, I mean, I don't have any problem with anybody in religion. I'll hang out and talk with them. I have not committed and said, oh, yes, please, please heal me. Please deliver me. Not at all. Um, and I think they kind of know. I'm pretty sure the, the crucifix that's screwed to my door upside down is a very good indicator that I'm not really Jesus friendly. So I, I don't think they're amiss too much on that. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, figure out what can happen. And the biggest thing, though, where I'm having a really significant problem in my life, honestly, is the temperature changes. I've always loved the winter, always loved the snow, but now when we come out of winter into the summer, that temperature change, the pressure or whatever, it hurts my bones horribly. I mean, there's days where I just I sob. It hurts. There's nothing I can do. Even if I took all the painkillers, it just fucking hurts, and it won't stop. You know, and I buck it up sometimes, And but if you guys sometimes, if you saw my eyes, I might sound fine, but my eyes are so bloodshot and watered out for just fucking, uh bad um same thing when it's summer going into winter them temperature changes kill me so that's a big thing i've got to figure out somewhere else to be that's not here um either that or i've got to come up with some really incredible way to get a bunch of money to get myself in a really nice fucking house and get back to programming and be able to accommodate all my issues so i can start getting back where i'm making 125 dollars an hour but the likelihood of that happening is probably not really really high for the immediate future hey what's up nuts um go ahead dirty well, I'm sitting here listening to Cyprus. You know, I understand where Sam needs help, and he should take advantage or use every aspect that's available to him. But let me get this straight, Cyprus. You know how to do all this stuff on depression, right? So you know how to work the system. That's what you're saying. You've made a career out of it. Work the system. That I know how to follow a rule, a loan guideline? Is that what you're going under for me? Yeah, yeah, okay. Whatever. Um, Thomas, yes, they will pay to hook your utilities up. Not only that, the loan will pay to buy all of your major appliances that you need, dishwasher, heater, central heat and air, you know, freezer, refrigerator, all this stuff. But it will also pay for your landscaping if you want it. It's ridiculous, I know. But, yeah, it's out there, so you have to look into it. But. That's what I'm doing. Uh, yes, yes. It just so happened a caseworker told me about this program, and I looked it up online, and I found out that the program offered all of this stuff, which I am available to get. So do you have a problem that I am following the guidelines of the program? Do you have a problem that I at one time hated humanity so fucking much because of rude bitches like you who have the audacity to question my life and my circumstances when people much smarter than you have already declared that I am disabled and I deserve my disability? 
that I decided I wanted to just leave and get away from people. But yet my religion would not allow me to trespass. So I was looking for places where there was free land. And I came across South Dakota and a couple of other states, I think Iowa and maybe even Kansas, have some places that will give land to people who are willing to bring businesses there. Um, Let's see. Oh, oh yes, I also have a not really in I'm I'm not sure what Ant Farm is, is streaming, uh, but we are here live tonight on on Talk Show, and uh, yeah, all of that was sounding very very interesting. I don't know if Ant Farm's going to continue the stream. Is that some live call that's here on on Talk Show? Now I am unable at the moment to refresh and see any new. Uh, live calls that have started since maybe 11:30 Central. Uh, so, if anyone knows the the uh, the numbers uh, or the call ID number for this call that Ant Farm was just streaming, please feel free to call in and let me know uh, what the uh, call ID numbers are. Uh, that way, I can go and stream uh, that particular show here on Prankville. So, uh, yes, and no, I'm not able to see the chat either, so there's no use in throwing these call ID numbers in the chat because I won't see them until tomorrow, more than likely. Yes, that is the benefits of living here in, in the wonderful country. So, Yes. Again, you are listening to Prankville. We are live here. And uh, we'll be live every night for the rest of this week. Yes, we will be here on Thanksgiving night. For those of you who may be looking for some quality entertainment, you can find it right here with Prankville. We'll be here Thanksgiving night. We may even do a show during the day on Thanksgiving Day, for those of you who might be interested. And uh, so, yes, we're waiting to find out what the what the flying fuck is going on around here. Where the hell did Ant Farm go? Did he end his call? Did he... What's he doing? Did the fucking ghost show up again? I'm going to have to go and find out. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. What the hell is going on? Oh, by the way, the call-in lines are wide open tonight. I didn't feel like closing them. Apparently, bathtub girl was waiting last night in the queue, and I had no idea that she was there until I checked uh, chatgrammar.com, of course, proud sponsor of the program here, earlier today or earlier this afternoon, and uh, saw that someone made a reference to bathtub girl wanting to be unmuted last night. 
So uh, I figure I might better keep the call lines open just in case. Just in case. We get a wonderful caller who wants to call in and chime in and drive me nuts. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful show. Wonderful night tonight. Yes, it's already busy out. We're out and about on the roads, traveling for this Thanksgiving holiday. So, all, all good. On a lighter note, I do want to mention that I had the opportunity of learning earlier this afternoon of DJ Bad Guy's return to uh, Internet Talk Radio over at Spreaker.com, for those of you who are not aware as to who DJ Bad Guy is. I think it was, what, five, six days ago? Uh, he returned with his infamous evil show. So I had a privilege. I had the privilege of checking that out. And, uh, yeah, I was going to play DJ Bad Guy's Evil Show tonight, but I didn't get the opportunity to upload it and all that good stuff. So, yeah, maybe we'll get into a little bit of that tomorrow night. So, again, we are here live on Talk Show. I'm not sure who's around or who is on. All of the shows that I had listed here that were live on TalkShoe are either no longer live or they're the fucking they're the most boring shows, I think, on this network. One guy's reading the Bible. Another guy's talking sports. Yeah, that's about all I see. Here. I didn't check out upcoming calls. Now, these are all church shows. Of course, I'm using the, the TalkShoe app. Look at all these fucking church shows. Horrible. I don't know, we will fish around a little bit and see if we can find out what the hell is going on or who is on. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there, I guess. I don't know, there are some weird calls on here. That is all the time. All right, give me a few moments and I will hopefully be back with you all live. Stay with us. By the way, again, the call lines are wide open tonight. Just use the call ID number at area code 724-444-7444. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you tonight, whoever you are. All right, so let's find out what the hell's going on around here. Got shit on. We'll see. 
Okay, here we go again. Another week, and it's Thanksgiving week, so let's look forward to that. And I hope all of you, even those of you especially who are out of work and out of money and perhaps out of hope, will rekindle some of that hope on this Thursday, Thanksgiving. And I do hope that uh, most all of you at least have somebody or a small group of people, even if they're not family, to spend the day with and enjoy. It's uh, Every day is really Thanksgiving in my view, and I hope that all of you have a chance to have some moments this Thursday, and in fact every day, that give you pause to reflect and, and do give thanks to what we do have and that we must commit ourselves to holding on to what we have and to hopefully regenerate what we've lost. That's the name of the game. Now, what the hell is this? What happened to the Alaskan Thunderfuss for and the disability bitches? A Muslim leader in America, this guy's pretty well known. I said, wanted to listen to the disability Islam is not here to integrate. Islam is here to dominate. I don't know how many times I've explained this to you, and I'm sure most all of you get it. Islam is not going to assimilate ever, E-V-E-R, in the Western Christian world. It isn't going to happen. This is a sex and death cult. It is a belief system. I don't consider it a classic religion in the sense that others are, but you may, if you will, it's your choice. It's a free country. We still have that going here. But in any case, Islam is commanding its adherents to kill all of the non-believers. You either convert or you die. Now, this is a so-called religion which mutilates hideously its women. It keeps them basically as cattle, makes them sleep on the floor next to the man who sleeps in the bed. This is unbelievable that this kind of alleged religion can even exist in this new century. But it does. Now, what's going on with the Trump administration, the pre-administration? Well, Reince Priebus said today, some people have to be prevented from coming into the U.S. He agreed with that much. But he also said there will be no registry of Muslims. Let me read this to you just a little bit. Incoming White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus told Sunday morning news programs that, quote, we are not going to have a registry based on religion. Wrong, Reince. This is not a religion in the sense that it will come here to peacefully coexist. There are some exceptions, but 90% of them, according to a nuclear physicist born and raised in Egypt, will answer the bell to radical Islam. 90%. And he said the other 10% will come along if they're pressured in the least. He's grown up with it. He knows. His family, his relatives, his people, the Christians in Egypt are suffering as we speak. President-elect Donald Trump, during his victorious campaign, variously promised to ban all Muslims from entering the U.S. or to register all Muslims in the country. Priebus was grilled on the issues November the 20th on Sunday, particularly following the selection of retired Army Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who has said that, quote, fear of Muslims is rational and that Islam is a political ideology that, quote, hides behind being a religion, as Trump's national security advisor Flynn said. He's right. 
You can't argue it. These people are intent upon killing all non-believers. Therefore, if you're a non-believer, isn't fear of Muslims a rational response? You bet your wallet it is. What about a political ideology? Yes, it's a political ideology because it seeks to overthrow Western governments. And it is hiding behind being a, quote, religion, one of the biggest frauds of all time. Religions, by virtue of their very nature, are supposed to proffer to all of those the higher spiritual, moral, and ethical values of being a human being. This one somehow missed the train. Look at some of the pictures that radical Islam is perpetrating in in Syria right now. They took a little boy, dragged him under a tank, shot him, and had the tank roll over him. These sons of bitches don't belong on this planet, period. They're not human. If you want to stand behind them, good luck. And just remember what you did when they chopped your head off. And for you Muslims out there, I'm counting on you. In fact, I'm calling on every one of you to stand up and straighten your people out in terms of getting along in the West. It's not that we don't dislike people who come to this country on the basis of more people contributing. That's fine. But why should we bring people here who are absolutely devout in their commitment to destroy and kill all of us non-believers? That's the bottom line. So, yes, fear of Muslims is rational. Sorry, uh, Reince, you better talk to Flynn again. And you better get your act together, buddy, or you're going to get some real heat from the public and others. This is not a normal issue. This is as abnormal and weird as it gets. We are importing people who have as their sworn mission our death and destruction. Does that make any sense to anyone? Anyone? No. Tex Mars is with us tonight, and he has much to say about many things, as always. Tex, welcome back, my friend. How are you? Uh, Jeff, I'm doing great. It's good to be with you again. Thank you. Thank you. Didn't mean to go off on that, but I just get really to the point I can't believe the, the alleged rational thinking process that some of these people have. Well, uh, <laughs> Islam is an interesting subject, and of course... We have a crazy uh, a president, he really is insane, who claims that uh, Islam was here from the very beginning. Um, but, of course, the number of Muslims, I- I'm sure, could be put, I mean, in a uh, telephone booth if they had one back in 1776. You got that right. They just didn't exist at all. They have no real um, um, story. There, there's, there's nothing about Muslims uh, and the foundation of America and our history uh, and so forth. But, you know, you make a very good point. Why should we put up with Muslims? Now, they're being forced on us by people actually who who don't like uh, Islam but who hate Christianity and therefore somehow want to punish uh, Christians and dilute Christianity. So these people are pushing Islam on us. And then that's the reason why we're having these Muslims 
uh, come to America. Uh, they're seeking to dilute Christianity, uh, and, and they want to make sure that uh, you know Christians have no influence in America anymore. And it's a matter of destabilizing our country. If we're not a Christian nation anymore, uh, then this is what they want. They want to destroy Christianity. And the way to do it is to plant seeds of evil within our nation. And the Muslims are seeds of evil. And and I I agree with you. Why should we put up with it? Uh, I mean, I would not, uh, I don't want sex offenders. For example, in my neighborhood, I I, I don't. I don't want child molesters in my neighborhood. Uh, I I don't, uh, you know, want criminals. So uh, the the Muslims, of course, they don't want to assimilate with us. Uh, And and that's fine. Let them go back to their homelands uh, and and live there. And by the way, it's interesting that the Muslims uh, don't want... Uh, Christians in their society, they do not allow Christianity, you know, in places like Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, and... and, uh, They've killed killed a couple hundred thousand in Syria, something like that. I don't know what it is exactly. No one knows, but a lot of Christians have died. Somebody wrote to me last week and said, please stop posting hate on your site. And all I'm posting on my site are news stories from Europe and a few commentaries commenting on what's going on in Europe. Rape gangs in England, the official stats are that over one million British girls and women have been raped and sexually assaulted since last February. Yeah, this is what the the Muslims do. That's, you know, to them, you know, that that must be normal. Uh, That's what they say. That's what they say. It It is. It, they say it's normal to our religion. It's what we do. And so the courts just drop the charges against them. It's their belief system. Wrong. That's not how it works. Go ahead, Tex. Well, pedophilia also is a big problem uh, in the Muslim countries. And we know in Afghanistan, for example, pedophilia is very rampant, right. very common. Right. Uh, and so Muslims, they get infuriated at Americans who, who try to stop it. And some of the soldiers there that have tried to stop some of the uh, Afghani leaders from... From, uh, from raping little boys. Exactly. And, and they, you know, in one case, uh, the soldiers heard a little boy screaming. Uh, and, and they went to find out what was going on. And he was being raped by one of the Afghani leaders. Uh, and so they rescued the little boy uh, and uh, held the, the, the leader off. The leader was infuriated and said, how can you stop me from doing what I normally do to this little boy? Uh, and uh, Obama uh, wanted to punish the American soldiers for having rescued the little boy. You know, saying, hey, it's their culture. Let them rape the little boys. It's okay. No, it's not Okay. We, we don't uh, do that. We don't allow that. Uh, and I give great credit to the American soldiers that were there yeah. that weren't going to put up with that. Right. Let, let know, them and, stay there uh, and rape to their heart's content. It's, it's not our business. And that's what George Washington said. Stay home. Take care of business here. It's not our concern. Let them do what they want to do. I don't care. And if I post news stories about rape gangs in Germany, in Sweden, in the U.K., in France, that's not hate. There's nothing remotely connected with hate. Those are 
facts, period. No hate. Well, it sounds like to me you're trying to warn American citizens about this by posting true factual stories. That's it. I mean, we need to know. I understand, though, that in, in, in Europe, being a globalist uh, system there, all of those globalist-oriented nations uh, uh, led by uh, Merkel and others in Germany and other uh, countries, they want to, to keep these facts from their own people. Right. Uh, and they've ordered their, their news media not to report the religion religion of rapist, uh, and, not, and, and many times, you know, they, they, they blame the victims, uh, you, you know, what used to be, uh, you know. Uh, Absolutely. Sort of, yeah, they shame the victims. You got it. Totally. You know, you, you ladies, you know, you shouldn't wear those short skirts. Um, you know, maybe you, in fact, I think they're teaching in some high schools uh, to wear the burqa, <laughs> to teaching Christians to wear the burqa, uh, you know, the, the face mask and such. And that's just crazy. Why should we change our system? It's, again, America is being forced to do this. They're building uh, these uh, uh, Muslim uh, temples around the United States. Uh, and and I, I want people to understand something. The churches of America are not just tolerating the Muslims. Oh, no. (laughs) They're actively assisting uh, Muslims to build churches and temples. They're bringing them in here, Tex. They're bringing them in here. They're helping them build all these mosques, as you say. They're totally behind it. They're insane. They are insane. They are insane. They're really not Christians at all. You know, there, there's something that happened during the Vietnam War, and I want people to understand this, and I've researched it very well. Of course, it's a, it, that's a few years back. But what happened was the Vietnam War was so uh, hated and so avoided by America's youth that millions of American youth attempting to avoid going in the draft, when the draft came in, uh, and it seemed that you were, you know, you, you couldn't get out of the draft because they had this, uh, you know, the lottery system where your number went in the lottery, and if it came up, you know, they chose your number, that's it, you're gone. Well, then they said, what are we going to do? Well, what happened was there was an incredible, incredible uh, 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 movement by the youth of America to go to seminaries. You see, for some strange reason, uh, in America, it's thought that, well, preachers or ministers should not be forced into the military. Now, what is that all about? I I have no idea. Uh, You know, as a a Christian, uh, I, I I don't understand why anyone would not want to go defend their country. Now, these aren't people who are conscious objectors. I'm talking about Baptist, Methodist, you know, Presbyterians, all the others. They were told, you know, you don't have to go in the military if you become a pastor. So what happened was all of the throughout the United States, uh, this is true now, uh, all of these seminaries and Bible schools had an incredible increase in attendance. Now, they couldn't turn anybody away because, you know, if somebody's quote-unquote called by God to be a minister, how, how can you judge a person's heart? So many, many seminaries doubled, tripled, quadrupled in population, in numbers 
of students going there. These students went to the seminary, went there for three years. When they got out, well, they didn't have any other job, and hey, they were being offered, you know, the church pastorate, and they became pastors. So what they were were draft dodgers. Now, I want people to understand that this is true. They were draft dodgers. Millions of people joined the pastorates, became Methodist, Episcopal, Lutheran, etc. pastors across America who did not love God, who did not know anything about it, but they went for three years to some seminary. They hated their religious instruction, but they got out and they became pastors. They became ministers. And they became, they are now in leadership positions. And many of them are leaders of these huge denominations. And they they hate God. They hate what they're doing. And and, and I want I, people don't understand this, That's but I'm telling you the truth. The, uh, America became populated with evil draft dodging ministers, and this ruined the churches of America. So uh, I want people to understand that, that the pastor you see, that you go to hear on Sunday morning or or whatever, he may not even really be called by God. He may be a fake. A fake, and and many of these people they're 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 in upper levels now because they're so you know they're they're sixty seventy years old, uh, so uh, and and many of them are homosexuals etc. Uh, but they got out of service. Uh, and they were able to avoid the draft by becoming a minister. I met a lot of these people. Uh, you know when I used to teach at the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they would say, well, you know. Uh, I, I'm only a minister because, you know, that's all I could do to escape military service. That's in, that's incredible. There was even a group called the Universal Life Church that was founded, and for ten a ten dollars fee, they would give you an ordination certificate. And then you took that to your draft board and said, I'm a minister now. I've been ordained by the Universal Life Church. Millions were, were ordained like that and became pastors. Uh, I debated one of those pastors one time, uh, you know, when I had books out exposing the New Age movement. Yeah. He was a New Age guy. He was an occultist. And he had a big church in Houston. And I asked him, where did he go to seminary? He says, well, I didn't, but I have a, a, a ministerial certificate. I said, really, who ordained you? He said, the Universal Life Church. Uh. And I laughed at him because, yeah. uh, honestly, my dog, I could go to pay $10, and they would give an ordination to my dog yeah. at <laughs> the Universal Life Church. So th- this is the, these are the kind of scams that we've had in America uh, throughout the years. By the way, the, the draft board finally sued the Universal Life Church, but guess what? The courts held that the Universal Life Church was a legitimate place. Well, it did. It, and it, had the it, right to ordain people. It dotted the I's and crossed the T's, and according to the law, it did pass muster. So, yeah. That's right, it did, yeah. So people don't understand their their, their minister may not may, may not be a true minister at all. Uh, so they they need to, to, to really be very, very careful. And I suspect these people have been seated all over America. But, but any time somebody does not see a difference between Islam and Christianity, that person is, is well, they have to be insane. Of course there's a difference. 
it's, it's black and white text. It's black and white. There's there's absolutely no comparison. Zero. No, and the Pope, the Pope himself is not a Christian at all, because he claims that Islam is a, is is of God. How can it be of God? Uh, he, he's uh, he's a, he's a dark uh, and dirty man, in my view. I don't like this pope at all. I'm not against Catholicism, but this is a this man has a dark past. Uh, he's creepy. He's a globalist. There's no question about it. Uh, he is he's not the kind of man you would seek to head a religion. Not in my view. No, that's right. You know, I was just uh, I gave a talk today in my own radio program, and I and I and I quoted the Bible, John two verse twenty two, basically says, if you don't have the the Son, you don't have the Father. Uh huh. So now, if you don't have Jesus Christ, you don't have God. So all these Muslims that say we don't believe in Jesus, uh, he's not the Christ. Uh, you know, he's a fake. Uh, he, he didn't, uh, you know, he didn't resurrect from the cross. Uh, that's their that's their opinion. Uh, of course, uh, Muslim that religion was founded about six hundred years uh, after Christ. So uh, they're a, they're a very strange religion. Uh, by the way, there are many many uh, uh, Muslims who, who write to me and and criticize me and tell me, you know, I'm going to go to hell and all that kind of stuff. And, and I like to write them back and I like to say, tell me, uh, my Muslim friend, what do your your uh, uh, your symbols mean? Now, on your mosque, when you go in, you have a. Uh-huh. Um, a, uh, a crescent moon, yeah. uh, and uh, it's uh, with a, and a uh, star. And a star. What, what do those symbols mean? Would you like to tell me? Because in Islam, they believe that all symbols are evil. They say that that's, that's idolatry. Except theirs. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on, but, Tex. I've got to pause. They don't, know what it, they don't know what it means, but yeah. I, I tell these people what it means, and they're shocked. Tell, let's tell our listeners when we come back in just a couple of minutes what that means. Hold on. Tex and I will continue. Okay, right back with Tex. All right, Tex, uh, go ahead, pick it up where you were. Well, you know, Jeff, uh, the the Muslims, they all have as a symbol, it's almost like their formal or official symbol, uh-huh. uh, they have a crescent moon uh, and a, a five-pointed star. So I, I always ask the Muslim, what does that mean to you? And, you know, they don't they don't know at all, uh, but uh, sometimes they will go to their imam, you know, their, their, their minister or whatever, right. their local mosque, uh, and they'll find out he doesn't know either. Uh, or he'll lie to them and say, well, that was an old, old symbol. It's been forgotten in time, shrouded in mystery and so mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. Let me uncover the mystery for them. Uh, back in the days of the early Christian church, it seemed that most of the world worshipped the goddess. They worshipped the goddess, and they call her various names, you know, Venus, Isis, uh, and uh, uh, that was her name. And, of course, Diana. Diana was her chief name. Now, Diana is still worshipped today as the witchcraft goddess, hmm. and, and she does have five stars. Mm-hmm. So that's the Diana uh, uh, star there, uh, Diana. Now, 
adopted that. What happened was uh, when uh, Mohammed went about conquering and killing people uh, and taking over their you know religions and so forth. Talking mass murder here, rape, mass murder, beheading, dismemberment, horrific right. things. This is a religion? But when he was in Saudi Arabia, uh, he went into a temple there, a temple of Diana. She was also, you know, really known as Venus, the goddess of love, the sex goddess. Uh, and he saw all the statues in that temple uh, in, in uh, Arabia, and he, he saw that, that there was a black stone uh, in the temple. And it was said that this black stone came from the heavens and was worshipped as Diana or Venus. They said this is the goddess Venus, and she came from the star. What it was evidently was a meteorite right. that, you know, uh, like a falling star that had fallen to Earth. By the time it got to Earth, it was just a big old black stone. Uh-huh. And the people, the people said, "This is God. Let's worship this stone, this black stone." So he saw that stone, and he was very enamored by it. Uh, uh, Muhammad was. This is a true story now. And he took the stone, uh, and he, he set it up on a pedestal, and he told all of his soldiers, worship this stone. This stone is, is, was sent here by our God. And they began to worship that stone. Now, if you don't believe me, I want you to get in your, 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 your books of religion, and you'll find that today every Muslim in the world seeks to go on a pilgrimage to Saudi Arabia each year. There they have set up at Mecca, their, their holy city. Yeah. They have set up that stone, that black stone is still there. It's there at Mecca. They built a black cube building. They call it the Kaaba. Mm-hmm. The Kaaba. And they place that black stone in that building. Now, what the Muslims do when they go on this this pilgrimage, this religious uh, uh, group meeting, uh, and they try to go at least once in their lifetime. Many of them try to go every year, and millions of them crowd uh, Mecca. When when they go, what they do is they wait in these huge lines uh, to go in the, the Kaaba in this black cube building, and all they do is go by, and uh, until about 20 years ago, they would kiss that stone and worship that black stone. Now, though, they have it encased in glass, and if they kiss the glass, that's good enough. But they still worship the black stone. They don't know why they do. They just know that God sent that stone to them. Uh-huh. So, these so that's, the where that, that's where all that old expression, kiss my glass, came from. Now I get it. But but that, that's that's why they go there. And of course, they have other things too. There's a, a, a hill uh, where they all take a stone and throw in. And, yeah, yeah. And kill, thinking that they're stoning the devil. Yeah, they also but, stone their their women. Uh, they bury well, yeah, them, and uh, so. that doesn't necessarily happen in Mecca. That's that's wherever they're at, their locality. Right. But I think. It's, that they worship this black stone that actually came down from the heavens is just a meteorite, what's left of a meteorite, but it's now set up for worship, and they all and they used to kiss that stone, and of course you're going to get a great blessing for kissing the black stone. So this is one of the strange things, and, and, and 
and they believe, and by the way, he worshipped that stone, Muhammad did, uh, and that's why this is just a sex cult. That's all it really is. They're not Christian-oriented. They're not, and they can't be of God. If you're going to go around kissing a black stone, uh, thinking that you're favoring God somehow, that that stone was, you know, from the heavens. But, but you know, the, the Bible now talks about it. People say, "Why? I've never heard of Diana. Well, you can read about Diana in your dictionaries or encyclopedias. But notice that the Apostle Paul called Diana, said she is the one whom all the world worshipeth. The whole world worshiped Diana. And so Mohammed still worships Diana, but the, the Muslims will claim, no, 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 we don't worship Diana at all. But ask him who the symbol is, the crescent moon and the, the, and the, the you know, five-pointed star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll have, they'll have to admit or they'll be very embarrassed because they don't, they don't believe in the idolatry, idols at all. Uh, they, they'll say that you know, Christian statues yeah. are evil and all that, but yet they have the black stone, and and you know, I mean, they would kill to go to Mecca just yeah. for an opportunity to view the black stone. Well, imagine if they all kissed that glass, others they could spread incredible plagues uh, easily. I wonder what they do to clean it if they do anything at all. There's so many people that go to these pilgrimages. By the way, I, let me be clear: uh, all organized religions uh, are often considered shakedowns because they fall into the hands of human beings who have lost sight of the spiritual aspect, the moral aspect of what the religion is supposed to be. And yes, Christian armies have killed lots of people over the millennia. There's no question about that. Uh, What we have to remember, though, is that there is a higher calling here, and it does not need to be wrapped up and masked in an organized club. We know in our hearts, that there is a higher way to live life. And I, I just, I see people like the Pope text, and I just, I cringe. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, Islam, and look at the, it, you can go on and on and on about organized religion and mass death. It, it's, it's huge. It's immense. Uh, anyway, you, you've made some very important points. Uh, you did want to talk, I think, about uh, some other things tonight. We've got time if you want to duck those in about uh, this talk about secession. Uh, Very interesting. Well, you know, it's interesting. I've always been a secessionist. Me too. You have to, okay. Well, it's because I believe that there's really uh, at least two Americas. Uh, We've evolved to the point where, you know, we now have many people, we've come together, and we have elected Donald Trump. Okay, but there are evidently many Americans who despise Donald Trump. I mean, look what happened with these Hamilton actors. They're all a bunch of fakes. They're all of different uh, races and all that. Of course, in Hamilton's day, think, you yeah. know, that wasn't so. That was a disgraceful, uh, was a a that was a disgraceful act, by the way. Yes, and so, it, you know, it's totally, you know, not his, historical. Uh, uh, but but they seem to hate uh, Pence and, and Trump, uh, and of course they're, they're favoring the Muslims over Christianity and so forth, attempting to destroy Christianity. Uh, and you know, there, there's a, they're causing riots across the United States, and we we know that they're funded by George Soros and other uh, very, very rich Jews at the top. But but it, it seems that there's a, a huge uh, number of these people, 
and they almost uh, elected a horrible criminal uh, in the Hillary Clinton to be our president. And uh, they, they don't want to accept uh, Donald Trump. So what we need to do, now I'm not necessarily talking about us seceding, I'm talking about them seceding. Ah, good idea. Let's turn it around. Yeah. Have fun. Good luck. Bon voyage. Exactly. And, and you know, it, it seems that now there's a movement in California uh, and uh, over on the West Coast in uh, Oregon and Washington State. And they're saying, the people there are saying, we don't feel like we're Americans with Donald Trump as president. We want to, to join Canada. So they want us to secede from the United States and join yeah. Canada. And I and, think it's a marvelous idea. Yeah, well, uh, there's some good people in Oregon. I'd like to think I'm one of them. Uh, so there should be an option. If Canada wants to get involved with this, they should financially benefit. And they have huge amounts of territory that these people could migrate to if they wanted to do it. There could be money exchanged, all kinds of things. I don't think the Canadians, from what I know, want anything to do with it, but uh, that's the story. Uh, it's a very important point. Uh, we, we should also mention here... Um, that there are, oh, well, let me find my, uh, here it is. There are two stories I've got up in headlines. One is called Pizzagate Horror, Investigation of DNC DOJ Linked Pedophile Pizza Ring Exposed by Podesta Emails and Other Things. It's the third story in the top of headlines. You've got to watch that. It will make you sick in your stomach. It ties Hillary Clinton in, it ties Obama in, it ties the Podestas in. You must understand what's going on. There is a worldwide cult of evil, occult, satanic, pedophilia, human sacrifice, and human slavery. And please look at this story and understand what's going on in your nation's capital and all over the country. It's the real deal. It's called Pizzagate Horror. Look for it and watch it. You know, that, that is a terrible thing. What we have to know, uh, and, and, you know, I, I am, I've really become a specialist, you might say, an expert on, on the, the horrors of Satanism and of the occult. Uh, but they believe through pedophilia, it's not, not only a, a thrill-seeking thing uh, or the pleasure of having sex with young boys or girls. They believe that they get special powers from this. That somehow the, the demon right. powers are infused into them right. from the sex act by defiling the, the, the young boy or girl. And, and this is why they do the pedophilia, to get a satanic power surge. And I think that's especially uh, horrible. Uh, uh, yeah. But we know, you know, you can go back and read the book, The Franklin Cover-Up. Uh, where the, these these horrible sexual acts were done on little boys inside the White House during the Reagan administration. Yeah. This is absolutely the truth. Uh, it was done, by the way, at Boys Town in Nebraska. If you've ever heard of the famous Boys Town, uh, a Catholic orphanage. Uh, it's a terrible, you know, the famous movie, uh, what was it, Spencer Tracy? Spencer Tracy was uh, in it, yeah, Boys Town. Yeah, they never told the truth, though, did they? It was simply a, a farm factory for little boy uh, prostitutes, whores, and victims. That's all it was. Absolutely. Uh, and it's just a terrible thing. Uh, but uh, I think the, the Bushes, the Clintons, all of these people are involved in this, this horror. Uh, again, this is 
why we don't need these people in America. I mean, you know, goodness, if you're normal, you know better than this. Goodness gracious. Uh, and, and so, you know, that, that's why these Muslims are involved in these pedophilia rings, because they don't have God. They don't have a heart. Uh, and so they're, they're doing these horrible things to these little kids. And by the way, this is, this is a truthful thing. Uh, in, in Britain and Ireland, uh, over in the Isles, this has been exposed for some years. And they now find out that some of their greatest entertainment uh, celebrities were involved in these, uh, you know, sort, sort of as if we had, you know, Red Skeleton and Bob Hope and all those. I'm not saying they were at all, but on that level, uh, you know. Well, you're talking about the, the BBC and Jimmy Savile and the horrible uh, sex uh, ring that went on there, and it still does, uh, in, in the U.K. And it spread all over the British Isles, yeah. Absolutely, uh, Jimmy Savile. That, that that was that guy was horrible. Yeah, and he would do it. Uh, he he would. Oh, it was the things that he did. We could talk for hours about what he did. He was the most famous, uh, one of the most famous comedians. Uh, had his own yeah. show on the British television, but he he did terrible things, and they all knew it, and they covered up for it. Yep. Uh, but this is true of America. We know that Hillary Rodham Clinton, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, Podesta, her campaign manager, uh, they, they, you know, in my newsletter this month, I have a picture of a human body laying in a tank of blood. Uh, and there uh, is a, a couple of women who have a straw, and they're sucking the blood out from the dead, naked body lying in his vat of blood. They're sucking the blood out of his body. Uh, they're absolutely vile people. Uh, and, and, and it came out that this is called spirit cooking. Uh, it's an occult act. Uh, and, uh, of course, Podesta was uh, invited to one of these, uh, and he went. And all of these people were participating in these things. Of course, Hillary Rodham Clinton is a hardened lesbian. We know Huma Abedin is her lesbian uh, squeeze, let's just call it. Uh, but uh, but uh, our own president, Barack Obama, believe me, he is also a, a homosexual. So we've got a horrible problem in America, and, and we've got to stomp these people out. Get them out of America. Uh, th these things can be proven. Now, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm afraid that uh, uh, Donald, even Donald Trump can't stomach uh, of convicting these people or indicting them because they can be easily indicted. There's so much proof on these people. Uh, and so we we need if we could ever uh, get uh, uh, you know uh, someone to the courage maybe Jeff Sessions will have it he's certainly much better than any attorney general in my lifetime I agree yeah but uh, you, you know uh, we we did have uh, George W Bush appointed John Ashcroft as his attorney general Ashcroft turned out to be an absolute fake. Yeah. He would not even put his hand on the Bible to swear in the oath. Now, Bush, was, yeah. Don't forget, Bush was a homosexual also, bisexual. Oh, he was a horrible man. Uh, he, he, he would go to these uh, parties and uh, dance naked on cocktail tables. And uh, There are at least ten pictures of him kissing the bald heads of men. You can find them online. George Bush kissing bald-headed men. Look, we'll see. <laughs> 
Yes, he did one at his press conference of Jeff Gannon. Yeah. Oh, no, he was a, a homosexual. Gave him actual press credentials, oh, and all he yep. was was a homosexual that visited the White House. That's right. Checked in over 100 and, 100 and what was it? I don't know, 150 times, give or yeah. take. And uh, in most of those instances, he didn't check out till the next day. And, you know, the, the press, remember this, the, the media that we have, have covered up these kinds of things for, for yeah. decades. Yeah. yeah, They know about them. They're part of it. Yep. Uh, I suspect that many of them are, are of course, we know they're homosexuals, uh, and, and they're also pedophiliacs. So they're all in the pedophilia. Uh, so the person you're watching on television, uh, probably the, the, the news uh, reporter, is probably a homosexual. And that's why they got the job they've got. Uh, and that's why they all voted for Obama. And that's why they're, they're going crazy now thinking about uh, Donald Trump. You know, Trump uh, invited them, uh, all the big movers and shakers of the major networks, to Trump Tower today. And it was supposed to be an off-the-record private meeting. There were about 30 of them there, CNN, NBC, and so forth. A lot of the big names, Chuck Todd, Martha Raddatz, uh, they were all there today. And Trump, it is somebody leaked what happened. He unloaded on them. He called CNN a lying network. He said, every one of you in here from CNN is a liar. He, he just scorched them all. And I hope that he ex- excludes all of those that are on the list from any White House press corps function for the next four years. That's what they deserve. They, the way they showed him no mercy for a year and a half. They lied. They twisted. They distorted. They defamed that man. They abused him. And they don't deserve to be anywhere near his presidency. That's my view. Well, I, well, I hope that was a true report. It, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. I'll send it to that's you. Fantastic. Well, he, he uh, of course, they're going to be infuriated and frightened. Uh, but, you know, we have to stick together. Now, you know, I, I'm not saying that Trump is a perfect candidate. I'm not saying that we never a- have, Tex. We never have. Nobody there ever did. But in the, some of these things that he's done, he's, he, he's shown the courage. I've never seen courage such as he's shown. He put up with, the, the, I mean, being battered uh, by the media, lied about all you know, this, this whole time. I, I can't believe the man had the, the courage to go through what he did. I agree. Uh, but uh-huh. but he, if, he, if he keeps that up, he and his family, uh, it's going to be tough now. I think they're going to, you know, uh, this Jared Kushner, his son-in-law will probably put pressure on him. Uh, the I, I think will... he already has, because he, he tried to get Kushner top secret clearance to go to the Daily White House thing, and uh, Trump was turned down. That would have been a Mossad seat around the table. Uh, look, this is, this, there's some very big things that are against him that he's having to contend with. Melania Trump and, and their son, Barron, are staying in their New York residence. They're not going to the White House to live there for at minimum six months. He's going to finish his school year up there. So that's kind of classy in the way you think about it. Well, it, it, it is very, very, very unusual, you know, to, to not go to the White House. Uh, but uh, uh, but that, that's, but I mean, after all, uh, she wants him to have really... a good school experience and she, she's a good mother. Oh. Yes, she is. Well, well, maybe they're waiting for Donald to put in gold-plated uh, bathroom fixtures in the White House that huh. he would, by the way, pay with with his own money. Uh, so we, we yeah, tax remember, 
He's refused the salary that the president gets, 400000 a year or thereabout. He won't take it. Yeah, isn't that interesting that Bill Clinton never refused that salary? But then he went out and got, uh, you know, several billion on his own, uh, yeah. you know, in this pay-for-play scheme. So, but, but it is interesting that Trump says he will not take even a dollar. Uh, no, wait, I think he will take one dollar. That That's what he's taking. One dollar. Uh, yeah. One one dollar. Well, you know, many people have, have told me that he's a Jewish plant and all these things. Uh, but we'll we'll see about that. But you know, uh, I, I'm not sure about that because he's done things uh, already, and the people he's appointed uh, as head of the CIA and the uh, the the, uh, the general there that he's that he's uh, put in national security uh, advisor. Yeah, and Jeff Sessions. Yeah. Uh, he's really, really scared the, 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 the liberal establishment uh, with these appointments. And I hope he'll continue to do that. Uh, and, and there was probably a reason why he took Christie out and put Pence in as the head of his transition team. Right, there was. Yeah. Uh, I, I noticed that Christie had a speech uh, the day before he was, let's say, fired. It's interesting. He had made a speech in which he told the crowd, a rich uh, crowd of billionaires in New Jersey, that Obama wasn't going to prosecute Hillary Clinton. That was canary. Uh, and I, I mean, think it, it really made yeah. uh, uh, Trump sort of angry. Yeah. Uh, I, I do hope he will prosecute Hillary. It will make a very good uh, example for all of us. I think that what's going to happen, he's going to let others do it. Uh, maybe it'll be the DOJ. We'll see who he appoints as FBI director. There are four ongoing, as we speak, investigations in the Congress right now into Hillary Clinton and her emails and her behavior as Secretary of State. So there are a lot of things uh, in the fire. We will see. He, he, I don't think he wants to take it on personally where it drags him and his administration down He's going to delegate it out, and I think that's why he made the statements he made. Well, and I think that's fair. Uh, I think he should uh, ask Sessions to have a special prosecutor. Uh, I, it, uh, I agree. Yeah. Think the way. Yeah. All and, right. And, and that diminishes it diminishes him to to go after her, but she should be indicted. She should be uh, made to pay a price. But I agree with you that he needs to keep it at arm's length. Right. Uh, he shouldn't be involved in anything like that. Right. Um, we're out of time, uh, Tex. Go ahead and wrap it up. We're out of time. Go ahead. Finish up what you're saying. Well, it's great being with you. We covered so many topics tonight. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the secession, if these people don't like America, with Trump as its head, we lie. them. Lie. Lie. That's right. And lie. by the way, I don't know one of those celebrities that have left the United States yet. None of them are going to. They're all phonies, and they've been exposed right. again. They have been exposed again. Yeah. Hey, it's great being with you, Jeff. Tonight. Thank you, it really Tex. Is. Thank you. You take care of yourself. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, good night. Mr. Tex Mars, that's our number one, and we will be right back with uh, some very interesting information. Welcome back on this November 21st. Tomorrow, November 22nd, I think most of you listening will know what that date means. And we will just hold a moment's silence tomorrow, hopefully, all of us, and reflect back on what might have been. We are going to spend uh, the next two hours with uh, 
an American patriot who has allowed all of us to learn a great deal about the inner workings of the NSA, the No Such Agency. Supposedly, or at one time, was the most secretive of all government agencies, so they say. But now we're finding out, through Karen Stewart's testimony on this program, a story that makes it quite clear that most of the people in the NSA are just people. They have problems, jealousies, rivalries, bitterness. They're mean. Some are very nice. Uh, It's an agency that has its own political infighting, backstabbing. Uh, It is cutthroat. Uh, It's people. And somehow, someway, most of us have an idea when you say CIA, NSA, DIA, that these these are special people. No, no, they're not. They're just people prone to the same low life, low brow, low class behaviors and worse as we have been hearing from Karen Stewart, who has been the victim. She simply tried to stand up for what was right in the NSA. She has 28 years under her belt with them, and she has paid a terrible price. We're going to hear about much more of that tonight as we move toward uh, maybe wrapping this, this horror story up as much as we're going to in the three sessions we've had. This will be a two-hour session tonight, and hopefully we can get a lot more on the table to give you an idea of what really is going on with the NSA. Welcome back, Karen. Hi, how are you? Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Thank you for having me back. You bet. Okay, let's just jump right back into it. And I think if, if all of you listening out there can, go listen to parts one and two. This is part three. We've moved into the gang-stalking, retaliation, retribution that was ordered against Karen Stewart and her husband, for that matter, by the NSA for her efforts to stand up for for what was done to her, which was unjust, unfair, and not at all correct. Uh, We talked about some of the techniques that these NSA punks have been uh, using on you. And then we have the the National uh, Citizen Militia, which uh, makes money by enforcing gang-stalking requests of of the NSA and other agencies as well. The conference is now in silent mode. It's not currently available. When it comes right down to it, many of the things that they're asked to do that they're paid for are not morally justifiable in my book under any circumstance. So tell us what you think about that and, and some of the other things. And we got to the point where you thought you were just maybe transitioning over into this 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 uh, infraguard, as you called it, the citizen militia that does work for gang-stalking operations. We're just about to transition over into that. So bring us up to date and where we were and where we're going. All right. The last time we spoke, I believe that um, I was telling you that after I was put on red badge duty, which was basically my clearance was yanked and I was put to, to work in a travel office that um, basically right. Uh, right. took care of NSA personnel travel. And uh, they actually put me in a place where I'd be parking right next to the security parking lot. And lo and behold, after two and a half years of being stalked and harassed by mostly men who look like they were in their late 20s, I started seeing my stalkers from the last two and a half years reporting to work at NSA security. 
How bizarre. Coming to work, going home, they're the same punks and thugs that had made your life miserable. How weird. Exactly. Exactly. Now, this location was a few miles away from NSA headquarters. Right. But I am really astonished that they were so stupid as to put me there that I saw my stalkers, but they did. So I started taking notes of the stalkers' cars and <laughs> and the makes of the car and their tags. Uh-huh. And in some cases, I, I believe I told you, I, I, I draw for a hobby. And so in some cases, I drew some of them. Right. And I took it to the police, and the police uh, basically reported me back to NSA. NSA immediately came to me, told me that they had decided that I was crazy and dangerous and should not be able to be on NSA property at all. So they were putting me on admin leave. So that was about March 13th of 2009. Wow. Wow. So they didn't want me gathering evidence. Got it. You, I, were you thinking at any time of, of uh, using a camera and sitting and waiting and sort of concealment, taking some photographs of these punks? Well, <laughs> I got somebody pretty high up doing that, but... Um, uh-huh. Uh, I'll, uh-huh. I'll let you know that you cannot take a phone that has a camera capacity uh-huh. onto the property of NSA. Oh, all right. You cannot have it in your car on the property of NSA. So my having a camera at that point in time was not even legal for me to have it in the car parked at NSA. So I could not bring a camera. You mean it's one of those laws that kind of like uh, forbids people to put a private email server in their bathroom at home? <laughs> I get uh, it. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now, is, was, is, is, uh, yes. is there anything else you want to mention about the techniques that these uh, NSA uh, punks, and that's what they are, uh, were using on you that we didn't talk about? We, we did mention some of the things and some of the other tricks that they do. Well, I would say uh, NSA security basically puts up signs around Fort Meade, Maryland, asking people to sell them their junker cars. Of course, they don't tell people it's NSA, but they ask for junker cars because they do use, they fix up and use junker cars um, to stalk and harass people. Uh-huh. And they do switch the license plates. You know, if you had a, a blue Chevy, then they're going to take that license plate and put it on a red Honda. Got it. So this, Yeah. So um, that's one of their tricks, and that's why I was kind of excited to see some of these uh, scumbags parking their own cars so I could get the correct car and a correct tag number and identify the person. That's really funny. That is stupid. That's a, a, see, that's one of those human errors. That's just dumb. People make dumb errors putting you in that position where you can see them. How weird. Uh, well, I guess they assumed stupidity on my part that wasn't there. Yeah, they, they made a mistake there. I mean, you're come on, the work you did for them for so many years, they should have had a five-star uh, imprint on your file. But, you know, obviously you did superior work. You're extremely intelligent. That's just stupid. Well, anyway. Well, well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I, you know, what can I say? They're, they're basically Neanderthals, and uh, they were not hired for intelligence. They were hired for a one-dimensional view right. and for thuggery, you know? Yeah, brutality. This, this is really ugly stuff. Okay, so take us along. Now, we're going to move from the physical gang stalking, driving along, ch- following her, uh, tracking her uh, with one car at an off-ramp, and then it'll go one distance and another car at the next off-ramp will take over. Uh, just harassing her, entering the home, doing things in the home. This is all in the earlier visits we've had with Karen. We're going to move on now 
uh, pretty soon to the electronic stalking aspect of it. So take us take us to that direction whenever you're ready. That's going to be, I think, amazing to a lot of people. Okay. Well, well, I would say I'm going to have to finish up phase one. Phase one of Please. the stalking had to do with employment, and um, in March of 2009, they basically had had me put on admin leave, and I thought, well, it's going to be hard for them for NSA security to stalk and harass me at home. But then I noticed a change over the neighborhood in the next seven to ten days, and then I noticed all of a sudden that uh, there was a lot of foot traffic around the house. The street was ten times busier than it ever had been. In fact, my husband at one point in time remarked, he said, where are all these people coming from? And what they had done was they went to the fusion center and apparently reported me as some kind of threat to the neighborhood and then went out into the neighborhood and got, uh, let's say, neighborhood watch or whatever it was that they had uh, here in this area, in the Columbia, Maryland area, um, whatever type of militia it was at that point in 2009, Uh and had those people instructed them on how to stalk and harass me 24-7 while I was at home and um, follow me anywhere, everywhere. And the techniques that they use for gang stalking was these, these are people in your neighborhood. Yes. And they all think they all thought basically, or most of them, that they were they were doing the right thing. I wonder I wonder what kind of line they were given by the NSA before they were charged with uh, taking this on and, and stalking and harassing you, violating your civil rights, your human rights, exactly, and everything exactly. else. I mean, I wonder what they were told. This is a bad well, woman. We suspect her of being a a spy for the uh, the Russian government, or what? Who knows? Who knows? It, the woman who's lived quietly in her home for twenty plus years. Okay, right. but I, I've wondered what in the world lies that you could tell people where they would eject any and all type of common sense and decency and think that committing criminal acts against one lone person right. in a group of hundreds was justifiable because I would say to anyone asking me to do such a thing, what happened to law and order? What happened to due process? What happened to the Constitution? You know, and at the same time, they're telling these people they have no right to speak about this because they're under national security letters, meaning they're under a gag order. Now, if somebody came to me and said, hey, I have something to tell you about Susie Smith here, Um, I have no evidence. I have no witnesses. Um, I just think it's so, and so um, I'm going to tell you you can't you can't tell anybody what I'm telling you. But this is a bad person. I need you to commit criminal acts against them for God and country. Amazing. That's not going to that's not going to fly well with me. But uh, apparently, um, I'm a little bit of an anomaly, and I would have thought that I was entirely average. You know, because I wouldn't do such a thing. Right. But I will tell you, I got a hint of what they were doing. Uh, now, I will say that they you know, were trying to um, sabotage my polygraphs to get me fired, but I also thought that also serves to tell people, oh, this person didn't pass a polygraph. She or he has to be a spy. Right. So sure. that's one basis. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that I actually saw a an older uh, police officer from the Howard County Police Department going door-to-door at the townhouses next door to my single-family house. And uh, I wondered what he was doing, but I thought, well, now's my chance to ask him why they won't investigate the people I told them were stalking me illegally. So I went up, and I was walking toward him as he was speaking to a woman at a townhouse, and he turned and he pointed to my house, not seeing me coming, and he said, according to the NSA, the woman who lives in that house 
is crazy and dangerous. And the whole neighborhood needs, and then he turned and he saw me. And the woman's eyes bugged out of her head because she saw exactly where I'd come from. And he looked and saw me. And do you know this 40-something-year-old man sprinted to his squad car and peeled out? He actually had a squad car. He was dressed in uniform, and he was doing this on company time, so to speak. This is really disgusting. Yes, and he identified himself as Officer Williams. Uh And he said that he was the best friend of Daniel Kuhn, who was one of the um, top level, top echelon police officers in Howard County. And Daniel Kuhn was also the man who told me when I asked him why he wasn't investigating the license tags and the images of people who had been stalking and harassing me. Uh He said, because the National Security Agency forbid me to. Wow. Well, at least you got that much out of him. Uh-huh. You ever go talk to so, your neighbor, that woman? Oh, I tried to, and she slammed the door in my face. God, people are strange. People are strange. I guess the uniform and the badge and the demeanor, uh, just she flipped out. Uh, just yeah. amazing. Guilty until proven innocent, and no chance to be proven innocent, so you're just guilty. A right. dangerous, right. crazy woman next door in the single-family house. Great. Who had never done anything in the world odd, much less dangerous, in right. the 20 years she lived there. Right, right. Now, there was one man that I saw walking uh, almost on patrol. He was an older man, maybe 50s, 60s. And uh, I decided to go up to him and try to to speak to him and just break out a conversation. And I pretended that... Uh, He's a, I is a cop we're talking about? No, he turned out to be an ex-Marine. Okay. Okay. Uh, his name was Fred, and we were talking, and I and he was very resistant to me speaking to him at all. But I pretended like I didn't notice his demeanor, and I said, "Oh well, you know, I've got this Manx cat, and he's missing, and you know that."
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.